Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast and uh, season season four. Holy crap! Um, with me tonight is uh, Justin Boss. Justin, how's it going, man? How are you? I'm pretty good. How you doing, Steve? It's been a weird day. Yeah, um, it, it's definitely been a weird day. Weird day. Um, it's it's Sunday. This is we just found out about uh, unfortunately the passing of Kobe Bryant, and um, it's one of those things where I, I think it just everyone feels it because he's been such a staple in the NBA community, and it's. Uh, it's tragic, man. And it's like, I don't want to start off the podcast with, with that, but it's just one of those, like, this is the elephant in the room. Um, yeah. You sort of have to talk about it, at least mention it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, again, it's one of those things like nothing is, is, um, is guaranteed. And it's definitely one of those times to just be like, Hey, you know what? Let's, um, let's focus on the stuff that matters and, and, and not the, the petty things sometimes, you know, put aside petty fights and, and just be grateful that we're walking this earth, you know? Exactly. And we all get to play dodgeball. Yeah. We all get to play dodgeball and we get to podcast and we're in a situation where we can talk about dodgeball and, um, shake off the cobwebs in, in my case. Cause I'm, I'm coming off of a nice little month hiatus and yeah, I mean, I, I guess, uh, let's just start, man. So I kind of wanted to just, um, begin with the, the big changes, right? Like at this point, um, elites no more, um, Premier Dodgeball is, is what it's called now, right? The Yeah, Premier Dodgeball is it. Yep. We're rebranded or or we've all moved to a new system. Uh it's pretty exciting. The four the four rounds is pretty exciting. The idea, you know, I sort of think people knew the four rounds were coming, how the four rounds were gonna work out. No one sort of knew and now we sort of know that one will be this foam cloth, uh sort of free run doesn't sort of count towards the season series thing. And then the, I thought the most exciting thing was the idea of this grand slam where each region gets one grand slam where anyone can show up from any region. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. I, why is it called grand slam? I don't get that at all. I guess because the four other regions could hypothetically come to the same place. So it's a, it's kind of like a grand slam. I don't know. Yeah. But the grand slam is, you know, you hit a home run when there's three other people on base. Like I thought it was like, okay, we won, rounds one three and four and if we win another one we get a grand slam and we get points but uh whatever yeah i don't think there's there's no other advantages to it i they haven't explained also how the points will work like you know if if uh crisis comes to the east and wins round one and anarchy comes in second do they get the first place points or do they still get second place points and you know how does that work yeah, I don't know. That's uh, it's for people that are part of the community to figure out. And one of the things I feel like is going to be kind of fun to watch on the threads, uh, rest in peace, Jake Mason, but the changes that are, are going to happen with like the rules. And uh, yeah, because it dawned on me like, okay, so I'm waiting for Christmas morning for the dates to be announced. Like, I know, uh, so disappointed. Yeah, everyone else was waiting for that. And when it didn't happen, it, I think it finally started to uh, set in that, okay, this is not elite anymore. This is going to be handled. Yeah completely different way. And I know a lot of people were upset that it took up until what, two days ago for the dates to finally be announced. And, um, but it's, it's for a reason. And it's one of those things like, okay, this just isn't elite anymore. We got to get that out of our heads. Um, mm -hmm. and just kind of accept the changes that come. At least we not play dodgeball anymore. So, um, somehow if you don't know about this, elite's just going to go back to its roots. It's going to go back to a one, one a year invite only tournament, and um, I hope I'm not uh, throwing Mark under the bus here, but um, he did mention about it being like a celebration of the player. Um, I'll let him obviously 
uh, air that out. But it, it's from what he told me about it, it sounds like, okay, a lot of people griped about elite not feeling like elite. Well, from what he told me, this will feel like it. So if you happen to start from round one and make your way all the way out there and get invited to this tournament, then um, you know you will truly be amongst the, the elite. So... Um, yeah, uh, we got we got the dates announced finally. We know what uh, round one looks like, um, and you mentioned like cloth is going to be introduced, which I think is uh, I'm not really a fan of that. I feel like <laughs> no one is. No, and it's like, um, and I actually want to hear your opinion too. Is it's like okay, we're 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 all complaining about how in order to get to the Olympics, like we have to agree on a simple rule set and one ball, and it felt like okay, foam is going to be that. So be it. Like I finally understood and accepted like it matters but i finally understood like okay foam is the future and now they're throwing in cloth it's like why just pick one one ball how do you feel about that um well i feel like here in america we sort of said that foam was the ball type but there were still all these other countries you know the austrias and the englands and i know england came to the to the wdf this year and played in foam but they all play cloth and that's what you know like the entire european nations and like a lot of the African nations all play cloth. And so like, I still feel like we have not agreed on a ball type. And I think there is going to be sort of a little battle here back and forth between cloth and foam um, to my, you know, I'm not exactly happy about that being the ball type, but at least we're moving towards one ball type, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the camp of just pick one and just stop trying to cater and pander to the people. And like in the case of us, you know, the U S like, yeah, everybody else has a metric system. It eventually, we'll get on board. Maybe um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of like that. Like, okay, fine. If 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 the world stage, everybody else in the world's playing cloth, then we need to to eat that. Like the eight point five players are eating. You know, hey, we got to play foam now if we want to be competitive. Like, we can bri- grab about all day. But um, you know, it's time we join the rest of the nation. But um, mm-hmm. I uh, I don't know how much flack I'll get if anything. But I'm just gonna go ahead and be like. Uh, Maybe we should make like a, a MAFA hat. It's like a make America foam again down the road. <laughs> Sorry. It just came to me. I was like, I gotta, I gotta just, I gotta throw that out there. Hopefully uh, that'll turn into a meme at some point, but um, yeah. Cause I think the next worlds, aren't they doing both ball types? Isn't that the thing in the next worlds in, in Manchester or in England, Glasgow, it's, Scotland, I think Glasgow, wherever it is. I yeah. think it's both ball types. It is. And um, again, I, I, cool we're gonna give um the the future team usa members a chance to play cloth but it's just goes back to the the simple argument pick one ball and stick with it dang it like just stop stop pandering um the good thing is uh you know we hear four rounds like man a lot of people are already kind of complaining about just three rounds plus nationals um you know it it impacts people's wallets their their vacation time their travel time Mm -hmm. Um, in the case of my team, which we can get into later, like we're not even going to bother with round two. Um, like I'm not even going to be upset if, if we collectively say no, it's just not our style. So that's the foam ball. That's the foam round. Yeah. I'd be down to play foam personally, if I can make it. Um, Mm -hmm. as I've mentioned a few times, like foam is really starting to grow on me. And again, I've accepted it as being the future. Um, so I might be there if I can make it, but at the same time, I'm not going to lose, lose sleep if I can't. So it kind of takes off some of the financial, uh, time commitment pressure off off teams and it gives people a chance to do what they want to do i guess uh, if they do like foam yeah but um i'm curious for for these changes you know like are they gonna and this is all speculation um you know are they gonna have the same uh dimensions like are we still gonna feel like i can just reach out and punch you from you know 8.5 range are they gonna i would i would imagine they would lean towards 
Well, that's the thing that's weird. Like in a foam, in a foam WDA tournament, the or the foam cloth tournament, the cloth rules are totally different than the foam rules, and the courts are different, and the count is different. It's like I, they're going to have to come up with some sort of generic rule that sort of serves both games. I would assume yeah, that's going to be the really interesting thing because, well, like the cloth, I mean, even the count is different. It's like a, it's a five second count in cloth, and there's some weird rule where like if you don't throw the ball within five feet of them, it's you're out. Um, and cl- and foam is 10 second. And every time a ball throws, it resets. So it'll be really interesting how they sort of come together and sort of make one rule. If they make one rule type for, for that round, or they have two rule types for the two different balls. Yeah. How, how, uh, how fun is that going to be to ref? Do you think it's going to be horrible? Yeah. It's like, cool, we all are, first of all, people are barely good at refing elite. Yeah. You know, like, I know people complain constantly about who they get and, you know, I don't want this person refing me in the playoffs or that person refing me in the playoffs and only these people can ref. You know, now what are we going to do about now rolling two more sets of rules? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I want to say like one thing at a time, but just obviously this is kind of what the point of this, these, these podcasts are going to be these episodes is just Mm -hmm. like and i'm sure the community's put thought into this but like yeah it's uh 2020 is definitely gonna be like the year of change and i i really appreciate what jake said about how you know just kind of you know accept the change is happening bear with us and understand that we're really building towards something long term so like next year it'll probably be a lot more polished um i'm not saying it's not gonna be this year i just understand there's gonna be a lot of growing pains um of course but yeah, that's gonna be interesting. And then again, so going back to like, are there gonna be headshots? Are there going to be weird shot clock or throw clock rules? Um, I think headshots are allowed in both WDA and WDF, so I don't think that should be an issue. I hope it's not. more the. I think it's more the shot clock. I mean, the big differences are the shot clocks, I think, and then uh, the court sizes, and then the, obviously the ball type. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun, but it will be. No, it'll ahead. be interesting, and it'll definitely be interesting, and it'll. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of arguing. Yeah. Uh, again, just going to grab my popcorn and, and read the threads um, as, as they come out. And Yeah. But at the end of the day, if we're playing dodgeball, like how bad is it? Because um, if you if you, have a, if you have a problem with that, start your own um, and see how fun that is. But um, so I guess for, for now, and obviously we'll we'll tackle these as, as more come out, but let's, uh, let's kind of recap where we were last episode. It was, I'm going to just, throw this in somebody's face again so last last what november we um you suggested the idea of having a shakeups episode and even i was like oh i don't think there's enough shakeups now and then when we posted it on the threads uh clay austin's like dude it's too early for 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 details <laughs> and then he hits me up like 30 seconds later with details yeah i just i love that but um to recap some of the bigger things so boosh was done um as you had mentioned uh category mm-hmm. five was done Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what some of the bigger ones were. Um, I think we, I think in the East Coast, we had said Awesome was was uh, was getting better and taking a lot of the guys from Kill to Comp and you know sort of congl- you know consolidating the talent as we had talked about. Um, we had talked about uh, Ascension moving to the East, but they hadn't announced any of that. Right. Um, the possibility of AfterShock being done in the East Coast, as well as Space Cadets. Um, and you had mentioned like the theme of the East Coast was going to be consolidation of talent. So I guess we can kind of just start with East since we're kind of easing into that. Um, Team Awesome, done, right? Yeah, I mean, 
basically like five days after I think our podcast came out and I was like, yeah, team awesome's getting better. Team awesome. I found out basically team awesome was like done. Oh, it was man. like Chris Alinsky basically retired. Then, you know, Matt Gio was out for the year because of his torn ACL. Uh, Drew Gio, I think it earned, injured his, his uh, arm at the combine. Yep. Um, but was going to see how it felt at USA um, at worlds. And basically I'm not sure, but someone told me he didn't throw once at worlds. Uh, so he is now taking the year off and basically instantly awesome sort of broke apart. And the last members were basically looking for teams. Um, and, and because those guys are all amazing players, they basically were picked up pretty quickly. <clears throat> and that's sort of where the East sort of spiraled into, it just was like turmoil pretty quickly. So, Frankie jumped from Team Awesome um, and went with uh, Quan and Dylan, who used to be on KTC, and they joined Impact. And Impact has now created a new team, um, and they're going to be called Shred, I believe, although that's not confirmed. It's just sort of what they named themselves at a tournament that they showed up at. And this might, was, um, this, uh, was this Matt Levine, Kyle Sander? Yeah, my, so it's, so it'll still be Matt, Jeff, Kyle Sanders, which is the main three of Impact, as well as uh, Sean, who is part of Impact. Okay. And then they're going to bring in Dylan and Quan from KTC and Frankie from Awesome. And uh, oh. I mean, maybe this is my East Coast bias, but I think this is the most talented team in the country. I think they jumped over Anarchy. Um, please don't hit me in the face, Mikey. Or yeah, you're Billy. just inviting that right now. <laughs> uh, but I think they're more talented. I. I mean, a lot of people don't know Quan and Dylan. Um, maybe the UDC people do. They played on KTC and they were really good at UDC. They played last year on floor and they're just getting better. Dylan is like a is a crazy athlete, super hard to hit, great catcher, good arm. And then Quan is just like, like he throws as hard as anybody. <clears throat> and now we're going into the second year, basically, of Matt Levine, Kyle, and Jeff playing together, who, you know, in a first year of the – they played together. They got second in the East and they won. They're the first team to from the East coast to win a nationals round um, in winning, you know, uh, no sting. So I think this could be the best team in the country. Yeah. Um, trying to think of what. So I mean, Nash they're definitely in the competition. They're definitely in the conversation with the rise crisis, heat, anarchy, and shred. I mean, I think that's probably your, oh, and outsiders, I guess that's your top six yeah. in the country. Yeah. Especially now that, that Bush is gone, we'll, we'll have to figure out what's going on with the North. But, um, I was trying to remember, yeah. um, and I kind of apologize, but it's still a work in progress. So with the second episode of this week in American dodgeball, which we filmed, I just have to consolidate all the footage and find some free time to put it together. Might actually push mm -hmm. that as we get closer to round one. My bad, but um, there's footage of Frankie literally saying at like 10 o'clock in the morning, I guarantee you an East Coast team is going to take, um, I think it was, was co-ed. Like he just had this super cocky, confident like air about it. Yeah, him. he was right. And he was right. Frankie and he, knows. And he called it, so. Frankie knows. Yeah, so I mean, I know you say he may have some East Coast bias, but uh, you know, I obviously if you're a stranger to dodgeball, you wouldn't really know much about like Matt Levine and Kyle Sanders and all them, but uh, I mean, they're they're scary, um, especially with Jeff. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, Matt and Jeff just went and played in Canada and foam and they just won some Canadian tournament this weekend. I think I saw that with, I mean, uh, 
Bizzle and and Quan and yeah, um, I mean, I was saying to to Matt that he probably has played more rounds of dodgeball in the last year than most people played in like the last three or four years in like the high level comp- comp- competitive wise. I mean, he went to the West and played like a couple rounds in the West. I think he played two or three rounds in the North. He may have gone to a South round. I mean, he's like he flies and plays everywhere. Like he is, he plays all the time. If you can do it, man, all the power to you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's as a, talented as it gets. Yeah. And, he, and he's young. So he's got, God, imagine him like five years from now. I know. Stupid. Must be nice. I think uh, he's, I think he's now the senior statesman of that team. I think he's 24 years old and he's the oldest person on the team. Oh my God. Well, I guess Frankie, Frankie's the oldest person on the team, but before Frankie, he was the oldest player on the team. Dang. Must be nice. Yeah. Um, but that's 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 what we want, you know. We we want to see a point where, um, that's like the norm. That's the status quo. Um, mm-hmm. I know that they always make these hilarious jokes about uh, over here with the Cardinals, like Larry Fitzgerald is going to play again. Yeah, I think the man's like thirty six, thirty seven, my age, and they show him like all old and in a walker. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. But that's how old I am. So uh, yeah, yikes. But yeah, we'll we'll get there eventually. But in the meantime, you know, us old guys are going to hang in there as long as we can. But um, I think trying, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely pushing and fighting for every single hour, hour that we can spend on that court. But um, I don't know if it was announced. Space Cadets are, are they done? They're done, right? So Adam Demir, who's the captain of that team, is definitely all he's out for most of the season. And I think sort of as he goes, they go. Um, I think some of them are going to make. I think they may play co-ed, but I don't think they're going to play open. That was the impression I got from them. Okay. I know but Colin. I the, Colin said he's done for the year. I think he said he's too busy. Yeah. Um, he had told me, though, he had already moved. He was mo- like, I think he had moved off the of Space Cadets and was moving to Balls Nation. Um, but I think he's taking the year off. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, I love Colin, but, you know, sometimes that's, that's what you need. Um, I think the reason why I play dodgeball for so long is because I, whether by choice or not, I've, I've had to take these little hiatuses where I leave long enough just to miss it. And I come back and I'm like, Oh yeah, I love this game. And sometimes that's what you need. So, um, hopefully yeah. we'll see him come back. Um, not too long from now. Um, I think that's all we have. Like th- there might be a couple more that I got from the survey. So mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to just jump around. Um, we mentioned the South already. So, um, who's in the South? There's no one there anymore. Yeah, what's up with that? What do you mean by that? Is it because well, Eli now lives in Arizona and he was the only talented person from the South? No, I mean, <laughs> outsiders are in the South, but from what I hear, they're playing in the West. Uh, Ascension, who was the second best team in, in the East or in the South, announced like 20 minutes ago they're playing in the East. So they did decide. They posted it on Facebook like 20 minutes ago. Oh, nice. As we were talking um, about it. Yeah, they posted saying they're moving to the East and they are. They added uh, Chris Wheeler, Bert from KTC. I don't know Bert's last name. And then also Ralph. And then four of their current Ascension members. So they must have dropped, I don't know, two or three other players. Maybe they don't want to travel. But yeah, they posted like an hour ago. We're taking our talents to the East Coast this year. Wow. We have some new additions. We look forward to seeing you this season. That's interesting. So, man, okay. No disrespect so, to anybody, but Wrecking Balls, I think, is left. Yeah. I mean, Syndicate's done, right? Isn't yeah. that what 
syndicate's done. Um, I, I told Eli cause, uh, we'll, we'll get into the West a little bit earlier, but he, he just immediately dropped like, Hey, uh, syndicate just fell apart. We just lost three dudes. Um, and I was like, well, well Mark moved back to the West, right? So yeah, that's one person. Well, Mark is, um, uh, he's, he's on the fence about even playing dodgeball period. So hopefully, oh, really? yeah, hopefully we can get somebody to pick him up and get him to enjoy dodgeball again. I think he is. I owed. think he would probably enjoy a, a year of just playing and not actually having to do anything. Yeah. And I, I hope that happens for him. I know that, uh, we owe him that much. Just let the guy play dodgeball and have fun. But, uh, um, exactly. Yeah. So when Eli told me, he's like, dude, you just gave me some juicy podcast info. He didn't say anything. So we're airing it. But then, uh, Clay Austin confirmed it for me. So it's like, okay, cool. Now I feel like I can talk about this. Um, <laughs> Clay, if I threw you under the bus, I'm sorry, man. But, uh, I guess so we, that's three of the top four teams in, yeah. the, in the South that are done. So again, um, maybe that's a well, good not thing. done, but yeah. out of the South. Well, I mean, it's definitely good for the South members because outsider seems to have just dominated. basically dominated the last two seasons. I don't think they've lost a round. I'm not sure if they lost a, a match in the last two years to anyone. Now they're, they're pretty disgusting the whole time. And so the, I was going to say it's a good thing because it gives teams like wrecking balls who are just there a chance to, you know, maybe take the top, but then who's going to like, who's going to stop West coast teams from going to the South and getting that grand slam, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Or is that a good and who's thing? to say a team that like, you know, maybe a team from the, from the West decides to just relocate and play in the South this year. Yeah. Like, like who's to stop. I'm just going to say like LA Raiders from saying we're playing in the South this year. Uh, geography, hopefully at some point. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, an Arizona team could do that. We can probably get away with being South Southwest. I mean, outsiders is basically saying we're going to play in the West, right? Yeah. So there's not, it's no different than that. Huh. I might have to talk to my team for a little bit. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess from Arizona is probably not, some of the rounds are probably closer. Yeah. Um, 14 although i'm pretty sure one of the rounds is in florida that's pretty far for you yeah that's no that's that's across the country um revolver i think is coming back i'll have to sergio can correct me if i'm wrong but i think he did say something about that where um he's bringing i don't know if it's gonna be the same team so there, mm-hmm. there, there is some there's definitely potential for one of the former teams or one of the, the past teams to to come out on top of this round uh, of this region um maybe a town just or a rush just shows back up. That'd be something. I, for, I forgot about them. I, I, they've been such a staple, but they just vanished so quietly and quickly. With no, about them. and never said anything. No. In the, in, it's very unelite or undodgeable to sort of not let everyone know what you're thinking. Yeah. I just let us hang, left us hanging there. But I mean, it's, you pay the, pay the dang fee, pay the 25 bucks and, and, and do what you're supposed to. And then you get dodgeball. So, it seems like such a sad, like that's really the reason why they stopped playing was just because they didn't want to pay $25 fee when we're spending, you know, hundreds of dollars traveling to these places and yeah. paying the $50 rounds and you're not going to drop $25 for the year. And don't, don't say it's like principal, like just get over it. Just yeah. pay some money, buy into this organization. That's going to make dodgeball better and just suck it up. Exactly. Um, North kind of quiet about the North. I'm not really sure. Uh, so I, I have heard anything. some, I have some little details because oh, uh, we had played a, uh, we had a draft tournament a couple months ago where a bunch of uh, North sort of Ohio players came and played. Um, so I heard uh, there's a guy named Tom Moreland who played on Ohio legacy. who's actually a really good player. 
I'd never seen him play until nationals, but I was like super impressed by him. I heard he's going to do uh, notorious, which okay. makes notorious a lot better. Um, and then I think, you know, you know, we talked about this last time, but uh, you know, the, you know, the remaining members of Bush sort of were still out there and, you know, we knew, we knew DeMonte had moved to the West and was going to join Thieves, but the question was where Bizzle was going to go. And uh, I said everyone was going to start blowing Bizzle's phone up, uh, including myself, because I tried to get him to come to lay in the East on, on GOAT. Um, I know that he got some mentions for playing in the West, um, but I think he's going to stay in the North and play so he could change the fate of somebody's team as well. You know, whether, you know, if he joined Task Force or Notorious or you know, one of these teams in the North, it makes them a lot better as well. Yeah. So I think he'll, he'll definitely be an asset to whoever picks him up. Yeah. Cause he's super versatile. He could play on basically any team on any, in any spot. Yeah. You know, he could play corner. He could play back line. He could play middle. He could play like so. airborne and limbic status. Just exactly. Know. He could just, yeah. Freaking gummy <laughs> days, like contorting to whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, uh, Gotta appreciate like his motivational post too on occasion. So I mean, did did you see that he sent Christmas cards to anyone who asked for them? Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I saw a picture he posted like I think he was sending like a hundred Christmas cards. I was like, this is the nicest person I've ever met. Oh, I don't I miss that. I, I wanted a Christmas card from him. Yeah, maybe he'll send you one now. Yeah. Put me on put me on the list for next year, please. I or this year. Um mm -hmm. dang, that's Real quick, Joe DeFuria, did you see his Christmas card? Do you know who Yeah, that that's great. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, so that was a great card. <laughs> it's funny because I don't really know Joe. Uh, so, like, I assumed it was a joke, but then I was like, is it a joke? <laughs> yes and no. But then all you guys sort of chimed in, so I assumed it was a joke. It's Joe DeFuria. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. That man is a, he, he's a cheese ball. Um, so, let me see about the North. Um, Again, speculation. Like I, I imagine, fatality will stay together. I know Rebecca is very good um, at recruiting people from the NCDA, so I'm curious to see what talent she brings. Um, I hope I'm not. Yeah, I like, wonder if she's as good. It. Is she? Is she? Did she graduate from? Did she graduate from MSU? So it's like you wonder whether if she's not at school anymore, is she still able to recruit people? I think so. I think she'd still have a hand in it. Like she seems really adamant about bringing people to elite, which is one of the things I really liked about her. Was just like. Yeah, you're training younglings to to come to the dark side of elite, and uh, you know you're producing monsters, and that's what we need. Like we need to have some kind of bridge from NCDA to elite, which is now premier. Um, I mean, at this point, it's the only feeder system right now. Yeah, and you guys for stop, dodgeball. Yeah, and you guys stop being so like blind to NCDA. I've got an insane amount of players, and we need mm -hmm. more Rebecca's times like a hundred. Um, to get them in to, to, to grow the, these numbers. Otherwise we're just kind of, you know, letting a them bunch fall of, to the wayside. There's a bunch of these people that are, you know, that are not just Rebecca. I mean, Rebecca's great at it, but there's a bunch of people that are feeder, you know, that feed people into the system. You know, all the game talk guys feed, feed people in. It's sort of interesting. There's all these different pockets. I know Ohio legacy is feeds people in from, uh, I'm not, you know, I don't know what schools these guys go to, but, or went to, but they sort of, you know, whether it's like Akron, you know, has a you know college dodgeball team and they feed into like a certain team so it's sort of interesting that there's just sort of like these sort of like the pro 
teams of the college system. So it's like Rebecca, I think, went to Michigan State. So all the Michigan State players end up going to, you know, uh, to her team. And then, you know, the Grand Valley guys all go to to uh, the two Grand Valleys, you know, Dynasty and Kraken. Um, so it's interesting. They're sort of like pro teams in the in the North that are basically feeder systems for the college systems. Yeah, I really like that. Is really the only place that has this. You know, LA has the feeder system of you know WeHo and and the, the World Dodgeball Society. New York City is struggling heavily to find any more dodgeball players. We are. I mean, I haven't found a new a dodgeball player from New York City for like two years, basically. Dang. I'm assuming Cactus Dodgeball now is like feeding, you know, the Arizona players. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that. So I kind of put a quick note about that. Um, I want to say before we move from the north, though, and I, I'm assuming we'll, we'll probably get more uh, as we go. But uh, one thing that really caught me for for surprise was Mike Riley uh, from Notorious, who loves pinching, is like excited for cloth. I don't know if I. Is that because he's never tried it? I don't know. Or maybe he's just that kind of warrior type to say, just bring it on. But he just seems super excited for, for cloth. And I'd never in my life would have ever thought that. Not that I think about Mike Riley often, but it's just like, that doesn't make sense. It'd be like mm-hmm. Mason saying, oh yeah, cloth is awesome. You just wouldn't you, expect that. You know, I feel like, I mean, I feel like the cloth rules, uh, you know, with the five second clock, I feel like guys who'd like to throw and are all about throwing, it really suits that kind of person. So, you know, I mean, I don't know anything about Mason, but I would assume Mason actually probably would like the cloth style of game. Maybe not the ball, but just the quick pace and always throwing and never holding onto balls. That is, it takes, you know, takes all the rise, you know, strategy stuff out of it yeah. because you don't have really time to do it. That is 100% although, Mason. Although I, I would think rise is so good at strategy that even in a five second clock, they would probably just have like, 45 plays that they would just yell out and every single play means something and they wouldn't need to huddle. Yeah. yeah, The really, the really strategic teams figure out a way to be strategic either way. Yeah. And, and they adapt and that's actually a good transition into rise and what went on with rainbows. Um, I'm pretty sure we mean rise bros, rise bros. Um, Rainbows is done. As you know, Ricky Serrett says he's retired because no 8.5. Uh, I think same thing with Koi, even though he was probably a terrible human being, we were better off without him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shoot. So I, said, uh, oh, I just had it. Um, the other guy um, got the backwards hat. Reeve? Reeve, thank you. No, 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 no. Reeve, did he ever come back? We, I still, no, he's still in the trees. Yeah, he's still in the trees in Austin. Um, God, who's the other kid, though? Um, shorter, backwards hat. Um, we had, you know, we had this exact same conversation last time, and I think Sean and Ricky both told me his name, and I still can't remember it. Oh my god, you were terrible people. Reeve, I, I want to find out if Reeve's back. I, I have not seen him on Facebook or anything. He's gone. I think he's done too. I'm pretty sure he's done too. Dang, was it Connor? Was his name Connor? Nope. I am not getting. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, sh- next time we gotta write this down. Uh, we were we were terrible people. Uh, but yeah, so they're gone. So now we're looking at uh, Tim Jim. I think, Serge, forgive me if I shouldn't have said this, but I, I think he's going to take a break, last I heard. Um, but we're looking mm-hmm. at uh, Andy Merriquin, freaking mm-hmm. Sean Anderson, and Alan, Alan uh, Thomas. And uh, Brandon Cook. 
that's who it was. Brandon Cook, my bad, Brandon. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Um, yeah, that's. It's a scary rise. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's a different kind of scary with rise. Like first, it's like okay, they're gonna capitalize on any mistake we make, but you mm-hmm. know, no real huge threats. Uh, minus Chris, still out of cannon. Chad, pretty pretty hard to throw, but for the most part, they're gonna be reined in. They're gonna be controlled. Um, just try not to pay attention to Allen. But now it's like okay, um, you got Sean and Andy. Uh, throw very freaking hard. You got Brandon, who I don't know how he manages to throw, but that is pretty gnarly. And then um, you got Tim. Yeah, it's just... the weirdest. It's the weirdest arm angle. Every time he throws, I think his arm is breaking. I, yeah, I think he says he like doesn't care if he dislocates it because he's double jointed or he's just a. Uh, I don't want to say free because that's mean, but he's just, I don't know. It's Brandon Cook. Like, you yeah. know him by his throw. So you got all that uh, talent. And then you have the mastermind and leadership of, of Tim Fullerton, who can take pretty much anybody and make them into a rise worthy player. So that is. Yeah. Uh, and he's also maybe the best right corner in dodgeball. Possibly. Um, if there's a Hall of Fame, he'd, he'd be on it like immediately. Um, yeah. So. That's going to be fun. Is it going to be enough to take on Crisis? I I think so, man. Um, is Crisis the top team or is Heat the team? I mean, Heat is the team that won Nationals. So what I, what I want to say about that is like when I watch Crisis play against Heat, yes, Crisis had already taken those things, so they might have been a little gassed. But what I saw from Heat was um, a team against six really good players, um, mostly Ketchum, Payan, and... Um, Brody, once you take the, took those guys out, um, and I'm not trying to bag on the other guys, um, but the, he just somehow had, I don't know, like, there's just six people online that's on the same page, whereas Crisis not so much. So, this is my argument for for Shred or whatever they want to call themselves, Impact on the East. I think, you know, you know, the East has been run by Anarchy, basically the past two years, but it's Billy and Mikey, and you know. And then you know have you have you know some really good players that are underneath them, but you know Billy and Mike are so good that you know anyone else on that team doesn't seem as good as them. even though Zap and Caterino and Casey and Armando and all those guys are all really and Brandon Kelly are all really really good players. They just don't seem as good when you look at Mikey and Billy. And I think that's probably the same thing that crisis happens. You see, you have Pyan and Catchem over there on the left, on the right side and. It just seems like there's a huge talent on one side and then it sort of dissipates. But those guys are all amazing players. Tad and uh, Brad and Ryan. and Yeah. I mean, those guys are all Marty. ridiculously good players. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, if you, if you don't, if you are just watching catch them, then yeah, Tad's absolutely going to snipe you or Brett's going to counter you and mm-hmm. they're going to make you pay for not paying attention to them. But there's definitely like a, a breath of fresh air when Pyan and catch them are out of the way and Brody like okay we can yeah, work I think with you this get, i think you get like the team the other team feels like we suddenly have won if you get catch them out yeah and or again they'll they'll make, you, they'll make you pay for that um yeah. so that's why going back to heat they were just on the entire time at no point did uh oh crap we just lost vince again and we're done they just i don't know they they all played very well together I, I didn't get to watch them play no sting so i have no idea um what that's gonna look like but when i look at the west it's like okay yeah we got Rise Bros, as you put it, Crisis and Heat now, um, and Outsiders. Apparently, Outsiders. I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I guess that's not definitive, but and possibly Outsiders, which 
yeah you know you you might say those are four of the best i mean those are four, probably four of the best six teams in the country yeah um I'm curious how outsiders are going to do on the West. Like they came in round two, I think it took first seed. That was huge, but I don't know. Like I know Raiders is consolidating, so they're going to be a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just those, those are, those are my top three in no real order, just heat rise bros and uh crisis. So yeah, but that's your West coast biased. That's definitely my, no, I'm saying on the West, just focusing oh. specifically on that. I would love to see um, Shred, you know, shake that up. I'd love to see Shred overtake Anarchy. I'd love to see Anarchy bounce back from that. Like, that's one thing I love watching is just, okay, you know, you have these, like, super stacked power teams, but then, you know, they, they have their reign of terror for a little bit, but then somebody challenges them, and now they have to adapt. So in the case of Rise, you know, they've been on top for so long. Then Doom yeah. came, came along and took over. Doom broke mm-hmm. up, formed Heat. Heat's doing really well. Now Rise has to go back to the drawing board and make changes like picking up, you know, Andy and Sean and uh, combining, you know, Rainbows who were, you know, always, you know, at four fifth place, just just almost there. Yeah. So right on the cusp. Right on the cusp. And then um I think I heard Grit is gone. I don't know if they're for sure gone. I just know that losing Hooch and David O'Brien to Raiders, which is again why I'm saying Raiders is probably gonna be a little bit more um more of a showing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, is Hooch based in Arizona or is he in LA as well? He's in Arizona. Okay. He tends to forget that. Um, but yeah, so my team, I'm most likely going to bring Evil back. Um, it was fun the few times I actually got to play with headhunters, mostly Mason and Marcus. And at this point in my career, I'm more about, I don't want to say the experience because I don't want to piss off Chris Bell, but. I'm more about just having a good time with people that I've been playing with for so long. And so uh, we're merging with Smash. So we're picking up uh, Joe DeFuria, who, um, from what I've seen, has worked his butt off just to lose a lot of weight and show that he wants to be at a competitive level. So I'm I'm really excited to work with that. That's awesome. um, Yeah, I kind of want to... So you mentioned like feeder team. That's kind of what I want to to start doing. Um, I know me and Nate probably sound like a bunch of old men but we just talk about like how you know arizona it's glory day before we would you know just produce powerhouse teams and players and mm-hmm. i want to get back to that and i really like what cactus has done <clears throat> putting arizona players on the map again so that's kind of where i'm going um we, we did absorb eli for no sting um and we'll just see uh, i mean it's you know if I, obviously i want to do as best as I can, but at the same time, I, I do want to be that team that kind of just fosters new players and gives them a launch pad, for lack of better words. Um, That's awesome. Like, yeah, I kind of want to do, kind of kill two birds, one stone. Obviously, get as far as I can, but at the same time, be a, a place to ha- let uh, competitive players get their their spotlight, for lack of better words. Um, and I still have fun, so that's, that's probably why I'm still going to keep doing this nonsense. But uh, I think... I mean, how can you, every time there's a dodgeball tournament that I can't go to, like, I'm like miserable. I'm horrible. My wife like is like, why are you even here? Why did you stay home? You're just angry that you're not there. I, I can't, I just don't understand any of these people who have like retired. I don't know why, you know, how they can miss out on that. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe I'm just crazy. No, I mean, it, it's, I mean, shoot, dude, I'm 36. I thought I was going to stop playing at 35. Um, seeing a personal trainer to obviously get more healthy, help me out with the, the new uh, army combat fitness test, but also to play dodgeball longer. I remember playing Sin City 
<clears throat> last weekend and I was like, I, I think I'm only here standing functional because of the time I put into the gym. I want to squeeze every, every last game I can out of this. Um, and I really fear the day where I have to like walk away for good. I hope that's just further and further from, from now, but, uh, it's hard dude. like having to sit out and be like, man, I should be playing right now. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be tough. Um, maybe there's gonna be like a geriatric league for the for forty and above. Yeah, we gotta or, start. Yeah, we should start a okay. premier senior league. You know, maybe we should. Um, <laughs> okay, well, actually, and uh, kind of a weird segue. So I, I thought I saw something about like an A division and a B division finally happening with this with this. Premier I don't know. League. I didn't see any of that. I mean that that is like the the dream. I think. Yeah, maybe I think. I mean, honestly, it would goal. just make it would make Jake's you know slash whoever runs this life so much easier if they had to find gyms for 10 teams opposed to, you know, 25 teams or whatever, you know, crazy number the East or the West have now. Yeah. Um, and I think it would make it easier for the co-ed as well because it'd be less guys. Uh, we're going to have to save co-ed for a whole nother, whole nother well, can East, of worms. Uh, the three V three people complaining about women, uh, not finding them, but sorry, what were you going to say? The East is what? Yeah. I was going to say everyone on the East is, struggling right now no they're not upset at the women they're just upset that you know there's a you know there's gonna be you know let's say 50 60 guys who aren't gonna be able to play co-ed so my answer to that is obviously the simple one not thought through but go recruit more women what's uh what's your Mm -hmm. response to that well i i would i would point you to the dodgeball family post where there there is a woman on the west coast there's women on the west coast posting every single day saying looking for a co-ed team thank you for saying i would ask you please find me one woman on the east coast who has posted looking for a team oh, there's just going. there's just not enough women on the east coast there's not enough team women on the north or the south i would assume um to make as many teams as there are guys but so, i understand that 3v3 is a better competitive game and it's more evenly spaced and it's a better sport but you know, the East can't, at least, you know, in my personal experience, the East can't exactly support it in terms of how many guys they have. But that also doesn't really matter. It just means a bunch of guys don't get to play. So like when I said, thank you for saying that about mentioning some of these uh, women that are posting looking for place to play. So like um, Sarah Arts, for example, um, I don't think too many people outside of Arizona and maybe a couple from like California might know who she is. I'm actually stalking her post right now i'm seeing who's liking it a lot of arizona guys um <clears throat> that that's a good way to start um you know importing or, or um what i call it earlier outsourcing uh because you're gonna have a lot of people from the west that are still trying and if i'm a guy on the east coast and i'm trying to get a team going um i'll pull a mount olympus and i'll pick up uh somebody like tina uh Aramburu and and just get you know i don't say like a body but just but just get started somewhere like that's I feel like that might be one of the solutions is just like, look at these threads, look at people that are wanting to travel and play and see if that's an option for them. And so true. Yeah, true. But you know, it's like, you know, it's pretty hard for you know a woman to say like, Hey, I'm playing with a, my women's team in the West and I'm going to travel to the East for co-ed. I, mean, I think it's hard for anybody to say that. Like it, I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. It's, it's an option. Um, I didn't say it was a cheap one, but you know, yeah. it's, it's something. And then maybe they come to the West to, to play. But um, yeah, I, I think a co-ed discussion um, is definitely up in the air. Love to hear mm-hmm. like an actual 
perspective on on colored players and females. So I would I would love to have that. Um, I don't want to speak for them, but um, exactly. Yeah, I just say the easy one is just yeah, start recruiting, start developing people. Um, going back to my whole feeder mentality, but you know people want to win, so they want to you know make sure that they're rolling with the best. And sometimes you just got to choose what your priority is. Do you want to play or do you want to do you want to win? Um, for sure. I kind of want to go into just because it popped up real quick. Actually, so we'll do this. Well, so I want to talk about the National Dodgeball Invitational, but then I want to talk about the survey. So some people did actually fill out the survey. Thank you so much for doing so. Um, So I'll just read some of the answers, even the potential troll ones, which I appreciate. I think I got trolled by somebody. Um, I think we talked. So they they mentioned whoever this was said, um, newly formed team on the East with Shred consists of Frankie G, Matt Levine, Sean McMahon, uh, Kyle Sander, mm-hmm. Dylan Cruz, Quan Moore, and uh, Jeff Giovinco. So I, so I thought um, when you were saying Quan, they're saying Alfred Quan. So is, it's no, different. no, Alfred Quan is still sort of in the, he's sort of up looking for, trying to figure out his team. Okay, so that uh, last I had talked to him, he sort of, you know, there's, there was like six or seven people that were sort of, on the fence to join this, this team of, Shred, okay. and I think the people that didn't make it are sort of now sort of banding together and possibly going to join and make a new team. Okay. So my bad. So we might not see zero then. No, uh, I don't know. You know, there's a possibility, but I don't think it's a definitive okay. thing yet. Well, let me walk my statement back 40 minutes ago. So sorry. I meant, I thought we were talking about, uh, Alfred Kwan. So no, talking about Quan Moore, who's, uh, Got it. again, he's a KTC player. He played UDC forever, you know, for a bunch of years. Okay. He's uh, a huge, big arm. KDC super athletic. Killed the comp, right? Yeah. Okay. Super athletic guy. Well, this person says, uh, most likely the strongest contenders against Anarchy for the Rings. Was this you? Uh, that's not me, but it's basically okay. what I said. <laughs> yeah. And I said, on a scale of one to 10, how sure are you about this? Well, I said, how sure are you about this? Because again, a lot of the, like, for those that are listening, like this is hearsay, some of it's fact, whatever, but I just want to point that out. So I ask, how sure are you about this? And this person said on a scale of one to 10 and 9.5. So that's, it's great. I mean, I know for a fact that's their team. That's awesome. Um, and then I, I ask, uh, do you have any predictions or any statements you'd like to discuss in this coming episode? And then this person says, how much confidence do people have in the new USAD premier tours as opposed to elite regional rounds? So, I think we kind of talked about like just understanding there's going to be change. There's going to be growing pains. You're probably going to hear a lot of, well, that's not the way elite did it. Um, mm-hmm. But being the old man that I am, I must say like, okay, there was a lot of growing pains transitioning from NDL to elite. Uh, a lot of people complained about the headshots. A lot of people complained about the, the dimensions. A lot of people complained about the whole burden thing, but you know, give them two years and that's all we know. So yeah, I just say, uh, you know, have some patience, understand this is a, a long-term thing um we've been very fortunate that mark decided to even though he wanted elite to be invitation only he decided to be the solution that the ndl was not providing so just kind of have to adapt and or... this sorry no good i was gonna say this sort of feels like a graceful passing of power kind of thing yeah where mark is sort of like i i don't want to run this giant national tournaments anymore i'm going to pass this off to udc or to usa dodgeball and they're sort of taking his infrastructure and running with it yep. and, you know, maybe trying to make it a little bit better, but not completely changing it. Well, I mean, do you want to pander to 
elite caliber players or do you want to develop the the sport and if you are a fan of dodgeball you want the sport to develop so you know just practice really well hard and then get invited to the elite tournament or host mm-hmm. your own but understand that you know we want dodgeball to be happening after we're done playing it's just uh just kind of see the bigger picture of this whole thing um <clears throat> so this is where i felt like i was getting tr- well i got trolled twice um definitely calling out the other person but uh <clears throat> somebody said um somebody brett i don't know if it's brett baxter or brett cobble i want to say cobble I noticed that guy trolls people, but he says, uh, what teams or players are making big moves? He said, not the Cowboys. That's a personal thing on me being a, uh, a Cowboys fan. I said, I'm sure about this. He says, very sure. It's basically a lock as long as Jones is in charge. Unfortunately, I have to agree. Jerry Jones is a terrible owner and the reason why the Cowboys are terrible. And, um, yeah, I, I predict I will also be very sad on Sundays in the fall. Cause that's just, Listen, you could be a Jets fan as we've talked about before. Yeah. It could be worse. It could be worse, but the Cowboys have hope, though. Like they're they're just that's that's what gets me. Is like they, they have the potential. I don't I don't want I don't know about your your Jets, but just that's a whole other. That's a whole. Nother, I, yeah. I, I I love the. Cowboys I mean, we did and, beat you guys this year, so at least we have that. Egg, yeah, moving on. <laughs> Rebecca Dial. I don't know if do you know her by chance. No, I don't know who that is. Okay, I don't know, like what she's doing out here. It give me a hard time, but she just says, uh, what teams or players are making big... I'm totally going to read this, Rebecca, so you asked for it. What teams or players are making big moves? She said Mudhorns. Uh, that is a uh, Mandalorian. Uh, have you watched that show? I've watched some episodes of it. I'm not that far into it yet. Okay. Yeah, well, it's 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 a callback to that. And then um, I was sure you about this. So they're a team of two, so doubtful. However, they won, so I don't know if Rebecca would pay attention. But then I just said, do you have any predictions or any statements you'd like to discuss in this coming episode? She said, this is the way. So I appreciate that <laughs> little, little nug there. Um, <clears throat> so Alan identified himself, so <clears throat> I'm going to call him out. But he kind of talked about what we um, mentioned with um, Rise, Bros. Rise Bros. But he did talk to Coed, which is good because... Um, He's saying Tina, Justine, Moncor, Sean, Brandon, Allen are joining Rise Coed. So going back to like Tina, you know, for example, she threw herself out there. She took whatever came her way. It was Mount Olympus. She played. She continued to play. She traveled. She went to Dallas. She has put a lot of time into the gym. I know this because mm-hmm. I train with the same guy that she does as as is Ketchum. And then within freaking eight months, she's on Rise. So like that's a perfect example of like. You have to do more than just be a woman and ask to play. You have to, you kind of have to meet people halfway, so to speak. And that that's a great like, it's a great great example of that. So I'm glad uh, Alan brought that up. So thank you. And then obviously he's 100 percent sure because he had hand, had handed all those things, all this stuff. And then um, is it? I'm sorry, but it's not Tina that played with Rise before, right? Tina from the North. No, this is uh, Tina Arambru. She's from from Phoenix. No, I know who she is, but but there's another Tina that used to play for Rise as well, right? Um, Rise I forget her Tina. last name. I don't think she's no. Um, man, going back, I can't even. Rise Coed. She played on Rise last year, <clears throat> almost positive. She always wears like the skirts. Oh, you're thinking um, Tanya, Tanya Kaiser. Oh, I'm thinking of Tanya, not Tina. There you go. I think Tanya's still on that team. I'm not sure. 
I'm pretty sure because it's Tina and Justine are the additions. For some reason, they gave up Tiffany, who is a freaking phenomenal player. Um, so I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's, it's Tina, Justine, and Tanya. Okay, so Tanya's their third. Yeah, again, outsourcing, coming from the north. We'll, t- we'll, we'll take you. So There you go. Then he asks, uh, how will four rounds per region play out? Is it too much? I don't think so, just because round two is entirely cloth or foam. So if you are just 8.5, no sting, diehard, you set that one out, and that's that. So. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if people create new teams for that. You know, the the foam co the foam cloth round. Are there? You know, like does a doom show up because they're now more foam based, or like does, you know does boost show up because you know uh, Cody and and uh, Eric are more foam based? Like, do some teams that are just foam based show up just for the foam tournament? I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, so going back to my feeder system plan team idea, like if I can put together a foam team, I'm I'm down to do so. Will mm-hmm. you see that team next time? I don't know, but yeah, you never know. Um, but good, good, good mention on Doom. Like, I wonder if we'd see like teams that are around. But well, Nate said, I feel like Nate always said he would come back if if Elite became foam. So maybe he shows up just for this foam tournament. Well, there you go, Nate especially if you want to keep playing and practicing for uh for the combine. Um, I'm sure we'll see them at some point. Mm-hmm. Actually, yes, yeah, so that's part of the whole reason is, is to, I don't know if we talk, touched on it before, but, you know, giving scouts a chance to see you play um, outside of, you know, uh, freaking 8.5 no-sting games. You're actually seeing foam. So, yeah. I'm and the sure. reason it's round two also is because they wanted it to be before the combine, yep. before combine uh, invites came out. So it's the main tournament for them to see players before combine invite. I think that's what I read. There you go. Yeah. So I don't think uh, four from rounds is too much. Um, I think it's probably too much for Jake and the and people that have to host this stuff. But for the players, yeah. um, no, no one's no one's making you play four rounds. Um, all right. So okay. So I just want to make sure. So when I when I ask people to fill this out, I say please enter your name if you want to be cited or referenced. Leave blank if you want to remain anonymous or say so. So Kyle Harkins. Um, I think he's talking about kind of what you said, um, mm-hmm. talking about impact. Um, I guess making a big move, which is going into shred, right? Yep. He's, his sources are uh, friends tell me things about fifty percent. So he's kind of just this is awesome. Like this is what I'm talking about. Like I just want gossip. <laughs> it's all rumors. Yeah. yeah, this is perfect. Um, th- so what the point number four is? Do you have any predictions or statements you'd like to discuss in this coming episode? So he says how the tournaments will be run this year compared to how elite random in previous years. And now that nationals is in October instead of Labor Day weekend. So nationals is actually going to be in August, right? Yeah. It's later this time. Yeah. Cause I think, cause worlds I think is Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So it's, it's earlier. Um, or earlier. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Which, uh, kind of puts me on, on edge because generally we have Labor Day weekend off. That's guaranteed. Um, so now I gotta be like, well, crap. Now am I gonna be able to make nationals? Which is another reason why I talk about the feeder team system. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's gonna be in August-ish uh, because of Glasgow. And then um, not sure when we'll find out when the elite tournament is. But you know, that's only gonna pertain to what 10, 12 teams tops. So, but um, wait, I thought nationals is now like in in October. I thought it was later. I, did I misread that? Did I misread that? Let me see if we can pull it up real quick. Um, rounds three and four, TBD, TBD, TBD. Uh, I, th- I think in one of Jake Mason's posts, he did say it was going to be in August. It's going to be earlier to prepare for Worlds. 
Oh, see, I, maybe I misread that. I thought he said that it was later to prepare for worlds. Um, to not com- to to not uh, be in the way of worlds. Yeah, I'm going to come back to that one, or maybe somebody can correct us on on the threads. But um, I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's earlier. Okay. Either way, it's not Labor Day, so there's that. Um, <clears throat> let's see what else. And then we don't really know about the point system or the rankings, how that's going to work. Um, but I imagine um, MTF more to follow um, yep. as, as we get what we can, when we can. Um, going to, uh, who knows? And this is, I love this. Um, we don't know who says this, but a birdie told this person that Sexton Parker and Meeks uh, created a team. So Falcon Parker Jess Sexton, Lena Meek, and phenomenal players. I cannot believe I just dropped an F bomb. Dang it. Wow. Elena, I blame you for that. Man. First I don't thing. know those players. Those are West Coast people, I'm assuming that I just don't know. Well, they're so good. I forgot who it was and dropped an F bomb on my own podcast when I asked people not to do that. So thank you, Elena. Um, they're good. Um, Falcon and uh, Sexton came from the South, I believe. I think they now are both. On the West Coast, uh, Elena came mm-hmm. from Phoenix. Awesome player, lives in San Diego now. Curious to see. I think that's going to be like um. So this is a women's team we're talking about now here. Yeah, I'm thinking so. Um, Which I think is great. Breaking off of. I feel like we talk so much about the men's division. Yeah, and it's sort of exciting to hear something about the women's. Teams. Yeah, and so about that, like, um, the only thing I have is is just because I know Tina. She's saying that she's going to play for Lone Star Syndicate women's team on the South, but um, definitely need to find a female co-host. So if there's somebody that wants to like talk women's with us, um, definitely want to have you next time. So um, might put the feelers out, or it might just start bugging people. But that yeah, this is definitely these these shakeups are not just men's. I know we kind of strayed away from co-ex again. I don't want I don't want to speak for them, but um, I would love to have a uh, woman representative on this moving forward. So are bad for kind of skipping over women's, but I want to hear about that also. A <clears throat> um, couple more to go through. So. so just to go back, I was just looking back at Jake's post or whoever posted the USA Dasswell thing. Okay. It says nationals will be in, in early October. So it'll be later. Oh, okay. Well, dementia. I think the August thing is uh, March to August is concluding the 2020 season, the, the four rounds. Oh, okay. That's how I, yeah, that's where I got hung up. Okay. So round four is in August. Mm-hmm. Glasgow and then nationals. Yeah. So there'll be a break basically from August until October in terms of USA dodgeball, not including the worlds. Interesting. Yeah. That's a lot of dodgeball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thanks for clearing that up. Um, don't want that. Didn't want to leave that hanging. Um, couple more so as i was saying so thieves is saying uh demonte to thieves because daniel <laughs> is off playing uh pro baseball so yeah he got that guy. minor league contract which is awesome yeah, good for him man that's so you played i assume that's why he didn't play na- to play worlds yeah um yeah if you're getting paid to play baseball or professional sport then yeah unfortunately we're still at that point where you're, yeah you gotta go dodgeball will be here um yeah later on when when you're done so that's awesome <clears throat> um how sure about this? A thief says this is my team, so can't get any any more sure than that. And then, do you have any predictions or statements you'd like to discuss in the coming episode? Rise is going to be a bunch of real cool dudes. Uh, they've always been. Um, they're just very, very rise. They're, they 
they, they, they come across as, as douchey. They, they keep to themselves, but when you talk to them, they're probably the, some of the greatest people you'll ever meet. I mean, I've been very fortunate to be friends with Serge, Tim and Jim for years. Um, so yes, uh, thieves, I agree. I don't know who wrote that, but, yeah. uh, yeah, there, I will agree with the rise guys. I mean, as a East coast player, uh, I've had a pretty nice conversations back and forth with Serge over the past two years and how to run a team and how to, to make our team better. Um, so I would agree with what you're saying about how those are really nice guys that once you get to know them, they're probably maybe just a little standoffish at tournaments. They always, you know, section themselves off into a corner and they might not want to talk during a tournament, but I would say they're some of the nicest guys I've met at dodgeball. Yeah. They, um, I remember it was the 2013 pinch classic, or whatever, like Chris Bell was going to retire forever. So he conned, uh, most of evil and catch him to play pinch. Um, so we go there, we play pinch and we, we do all right. I think we took like fourth or fifth or something. And, uh, we go hang out at the bar and me and me and Tim and Jim are talking. And, um, you know, as team bill captain, we'd always see rise or as rampage, we'd always see rise. And we have like this nice little friendly rivalry on the, on the court, but also from a captain's perspective. And one thing I started asking about, was like, I cannot believe you guys actually have like a freaking branding guide. Like that's so ridiculous. <laughs> Cause like, I get it. Like I understand, and I don't really bring a lot of my military experience into dodgeball. Like I come to dodgeball to unplug and just have fun and be chaotic. But a lot of the stuff that Serge was talking about with why you wear the same socks, why you wear the same shorts, why they don't tolerate a lot of stupid stuff is because they want you to get bought on. And when I heard him talking about that, I was like, man, this is such a awesome like outlook and perspective into dodgeball. Um, and this is, you know, 2013. So like we, we still haven't, hadn't seen too many teams like rise. Like we see now where people are taking this so seriously that they actually have uniforms and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So it was a big deal for them to have a brand guide. But I noticed from that conversation, I was like, man, this, this kind of makes me want to want to podcast a little bit. So they, they kind of planted the seeds just from, if, if you get a chance to talk to Tim or Jim or Serge, um, the stuff they give you, man, is, is such good information and such like an interesting insight to the sport. Um, so yeah, they are definitely good people. I agree. Thieves. Um, ah, okay. So it was confirmed. So earlier we talked about, uh, and just kind of speeding along, sorry, old man moment <clears throat> going into, uh, Ryan Haley. Um, so we asked what teams are making big moves. Uh, David O'Brien leaving grit to join Raiders in the West. He's a hundred percent sure. And any statements, predictions, he says no. So I don't know why he didn't say anything about hooch. Um, or Orlando Hikuchia, as he's known on Facebook. But uh, when I talked to Hooch, he said he was going there. So maybe Ryan doesn't know that. Oh well, you know I don't even, even feel bad. Even though it's his team, <laughs> I don't even feel bad because Hooch is supposed to play with us uh, in Arizona, and we're we're trying to keep this like on an Arizona, Arizona basis. Yeah, we want to practice together and and build that rise like cohesion. So. Whatever, Hooch. You want to play with other teams? That's fine by me. But uh, you're wrong. But um, I think that's all I, I had. Did remember, really. oh, I did remember one little last thing. Uh, you know, I don't. There's no facts behind it. Uh, but a couple of the former shooter guys have been posting stuff on Facebook, sort of saying, you know, missing Dosball. Maybe we'll come back this year. Oh, geez. So, you know, there's. The three brothers, the Lecce brothers, and then Christian Rissick, Chris Rissick. So that's four. And I've, you know, I've messaged them off the, off 
Facebook and said, why don't you just make a team together? You've already got four. So they're definitely thinking about it, but they're trying to find, they want a whole team from Boston area because they want to be able to practice. Um, and I think unless they can find two more players that are in their area, that they <clears throat> feel comfortable with, they won't join, but there's a possibility that maybe the shooters comes back as well. But the talks are happening. They're thinking Which is about pretty it. exciting. Yeah, that's good. I was just saying, Oh geez. Cause it's like, Oh man, just, just announce it. You know, like with, with the teasing and the, I mean, I'm, I'm probably guilty of it too last year, but I mean, yeah, just, just play dodgeball. Come back. I know. How do you not miss it? Yeah. Again, it's, it's going to be, maybe I'm the one that starts the, the geriatric league just out of pure <laughs> selfishness. Cause I want to be able to play later afterwards and not, you know, get broken. Cause Brody hits me. Um, but we'll see. Just looking at Clay Austin's conversation that we had first. Um, see if I missed anything. He did mention something about um, voodoo. I think they were gone. I think we talked about that last last episode. Okay. And then Coupe de Gras. Um, oh, I don't know if we covered Continuum. So going back to like what teams might actually still be there. He had said that Continuum got a major upgrade in the form of Dylan Hitchens. So kind of revisiting the South real quick. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe we'll see them on the board some more. Yeah, it'd be exciting to see new teams from the South. Yeah, I think if uh, Wrecking Ball stays together, I'm going to put them as the top for now. Well, yeah. If if Outsiders is definitely leaving the South, I would say that Wrecking Balls is the clear number one favorite. Yeah, especially if they keep uh, Anthony Miller. I know that he was probably mm -hmm. very, very uh, impactful in, in making that happen. But um Real quick. There goes your West Coast bias again. How's, oh, yeah, because he's from San Diego. No, I did not mean it like that at all. Um, <laughs> I meant because he was on Outlaws, and Outlaws were doing really well. And But all right. I mean, I see. Yeah, he, I mean, he was from the West Coast. So that's fair. Uh, the National Dodgeball Invitational. So I don't know if this is still fact, but I know that the Tribune, Tyler, said he was done. He gave us one good, one last article and then was done so to speak. And I, I know a lot of people in the thread asked to like, don't let it go, keep it. But I know that, um, he had always wanted to have like a, like a, another platform with which to host tournaments. That's why we had like the tribute invitation, all this other stuff. So I think that's what this is, right? Yeah. I think it's sort of an, you know, he just, he's retiring the tribute name and moving into the dodgeball invitational world. I mean, that's my understanding as well. Yeah. I mean, I think he, you should still keep the Tribune. Um, I know a lot of articles are charged, but you know, if you have a problem with that, ask to write. I mean, he let me guest write for him a few times. It was easy. And then, you know, him and Dan Levine, I mean, this is, I love, we need content for the sport. Um, so because of that, I, I feel like it's, it's a shame that it's going. Um, but I also understand it's, it's really hard to maintain all these things, but separating, um, you know, a, a publication, from an actual organization that's going to host uh, tune-up tournaments and other stuff like that, as he put it, that, that's that's a smart move. Makes sense. Yeah. And, then, and he's more about the foam life as well, which I think sort of falls. I think he said the foam is his favorite ball type. So, and that eight point five might be his least favorite ball type. I think I might huh. be incorrect, but I think that that's what he said. Such a slap which in the face. Total backward. Yeah, I know, right? There's such a slap in the face because, like, oh yeah, we are the current eight point five champions, but we don't even like this ball. Like, I know it's such a slap in the face. <laughs> uh, must be nice, but uh, yeah, whatever. Um, well, cool, man. I think that's all I have. Uh, unless any last minute tidbits came your way in the interim. That's it. Awesome. 
Well, very cool, man. I think, uh, you know, with all that being said, I think we'll go ahead and uh, end the interview there. Alrighty, so that was the first shakeups episode. Thank you so much, Justin, for being willing to hop on and for for just kind of being that nice nudge to to make this happen. Um, really can't think of a better way to start off season four, and I'm excited to start off season four. Can't believe this is um, still going. Um, as I said in Instagram posts and probably all the time, like I love doing this. It's been such a uh, such a fun labor of love. Um, so I'm looking forward to a whole nother, whole nother year of it. But um, thank you to everyone that submitted um, some intel via the survey or through private messaging and um, try to give people more of a little bit of a heads up next time. But just figured, okay, maybe it's time for me to come off my break and, and get going. And um, I'm gonna quickly shout out, because uh, I mentioned like how important it is to have more dodgeball content. So Ball Out Dodgeball Podcast is awesome with uh, Miles Garner and Brett Harwin. Um, what I really love is like this is something I could never do, and that that's them focusing on the fitness aspect and just getting better at dodgeball. So um, just want to make sure that if you haven't heard of them yet, please check them out. Um, it is again, it's it's what this sport needs. The more content, the better. Uh, more film, more videos, more memes, more podcasts, more articles. Um, it really is a shame to see the dodgeball chipping go. I hope that doesn't completely uh, go away. I hope something replaces it. Maybe same thing with uh, Beast Coast Chronicles. Um, as someone that produces content for the sport, I know it gets very exhausting, but um, when you have something that people support um, and, and enjoy and appreciate, it definitely gives you fuel to keep going. So if you are listening to this and you're thinking about doing something, uh, please, by all means, uh, give it a shot. You, you never know what's going what's gonna to pan out and how it's going to turn out for you. And on that note, I know I hinted towards this week in American Dodgeball. Um, time willing, especially as we get closer now to round one, probably going to release the episode that should have been released months ago, especially after Elite. But um, yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, um, going to ramble. So very excited for this year. Very excited for Premiere. Very excited for Elite. Very excited for Worlds. Um, I just cannot say that enough. So I'm going to stop talking. So if you're still listening at this point, thank you so much for doing so. Um, it'll be great to be back. Have a great uh, rest of your evening, great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Alrighty, so that was the first episode of the Dodgeball Shakeups. Uh, see, I had it right the first time. <clears throat> there you go. That one fall apart.